It is dark right now because this story takes place at night. Well, Caleb was wrestling, tossing and turning because he realized that there was this great responsibility upon him. He had to figure out a way now to rescue Lenz's mom and dad. How is he going to do this? Plus, the ground was pretty hard and it was pretty cold because there was no fire, as you remember. But as he tossed and turned, he just began to cry out to God. Say, God, how am I supposed to help find and rescue Lenz's parents? Now, eventually, he's not sure. Maybe he drifted off to sleep, but he had a dream or, or maybe better, he had a picture. And in that picture, he saw a campfire with a young man with a gun in his hand, fast asleep next to that fire. Four tents in a semicircle facing the fire. And in one tent, he was able to see inside. In this picture, he was able to see inside a man and a woman fast asleep together. Suddenly, he wasn't sure if it was a voice that spoke to him or inside of him it said, get up and move on. He lay there, eyes wide open, not sure what he heard. And again, it came to him in his heart so strongly, get up and move on. Immediately, he jumped to his feet and he said, everybody, get up now, get up. God needs us to move on now. And they're kind of waking up, wondering what's going on. And as they began to pack their stuff they began to head down the vine, one after the other. Caleb was the last one, David in front of him, and David turned to him and said, is there no breakfast? <laughs> Do you like, like have a plan, Caleb? And Caleb confessed, I don't have a plan. I only have a picture. And with that, Caleb trusted him climbed down the vine quickly, as did Caleb, and off to the river they, want, they went. And Lizzie turned to Caleb and said, so Caleb, so what's the plan? And David interrupted and said, well, there's actually no plan, just a picture. Now about this time, they began to see something coming towards them in the river. And David said, no, not another river serpent. But as this creature stepped into the moonlight, they realized it was their gentle friend coming their way. As he came close, he dipped his head down. They were all in shock as his head came level with the bank that they were standing on. They were in shock. And Caleb said, certainly, this is God helping us. Well, they climbed on their gentle friend onto the back, just like they had done the day before. Lenz quickly patted him on the back and the gentle friend turned the other way and began to head across the river, only this time his head was low to the river and his tail on the other side, just as low. Lizzie kind of giggled and she said, it's like he's in stealth mode. When they reached the other side, again, his head lowered just a little bit, level with the bank, and they climbed off. They began to walk towards this light, which they realized by now, in fact, was a campfire. Very quietly, 
They crept into the very back of their campsite, to the back of just one of the tents. And Caleb began to approach, and David grabbed him by the arm, and he whispered, Caleb, Caleb, what are you doing? And he turned to him and said, whispered, trust me. Now, there was no tent, excuse me, no bottom to these tents. And so Caleb lifted up the rear of the tent and stuck his head under and said, Dr. Kambambi. And at that, a man startled, looked towards him and said, who is that? And Caleb said, we're Lenz's friends. We're here to rescue you. At that, he quickly got up waked his wife, and they reached outside of their tent where their backpacks were, pulled them in, and slid the backpacks under the back of the tent and crawled out. Well, they continued upstream, away from the tent, from the campsite, and eventually curved back to the river. And David said, well, Caleb, what do we do now? And Caleb says, I don't know. And he said, well, you better figure something out. As he pointed to the river, and in this time, it wasn't their gentle friend moving in the water, but the moonlight revealed several humps moving through the water. And David said, another river serpent. Caleb, we can't cross here. We can't swim. Our we don't know where our friend is. I don't see him anywhere. And at this lens, turned around and hugged his parents and began to quietly weep as he said how much he loved them and how much he missed them and how afraid he had been for them. And Caleb said, staring at the river, pointing, we can't cross here. And at that moment, behind them, they heard the click of a gun. They all turned around, startled as a man stepped into the moonlight to reveal a very young man, no older than Caleb, with a gun pointed directly at them. Dr. Kabambi held out his hand and took a half step forward and said, Kasong, listen to me. Those men are evil. They've trained you to do evil just like them. Right now, you have a chance to make a good decision Remember what you told me that your parents taught you as a boy. You can start all over. Jesus can give you another chance at life. Come with us. They began to see tears welling up in this young man's eyes. It seemed like an eternity, and he lowered the gun. Dr. Dr. Kabambi put his arms around him, comforting him. And Caleb said, guys, we need to move on. Whispering, we need to move on. David said, but where do we go from here, Caleb? We have no plan. And at this, they heard in a slight distance, Lizzie whispering as loudly as she could, over here, over here, with flashes of the light to let them know where she was. She said, up here. Look up here. And she shone the light. There was a pathway. They were at the end of the valley with a pathway leading across the mountain edge, very steep, leading under a waterfall that apparently was feeding the river. 
Caleb said, you know what? I wonder if that pathway leads to the other side of the waterfall. We can get around the river this way. Come, let's go. And they easily climbed up to the pathway and walked along maybe a couple of hundred yards behind the waterfall. Now, behind the waterfall, there was a little alcove, more than enough for them to stand behind the waterfall as they faced out. Kasong was the first to speak up. And he said, look, there's no pathway out on the other side of the waterfall. We're trapped. The only way out is the way we came. Dr. Kabambi, we will surely kill you. Dr. Kabambi said, Kasong, my God is bigger than this. He will show us the way out. Kasong looked at him and paused and then looked down. He said, will your God ever be able to forgive all of my sin? I have done some terrible things, doctor. Terrible things. Ever since they raided our village and took me as a boy. Terrible things. Dr. Kasong encouraged him. He said, Dr. Kabambi concurs and said, Kasang, the Bible says, I will confess my sins to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Kasang, there is no sin that God cannot forgive. There is no shame that God cannot remove. Kasang looked down. And he said, you're God. You're Jesus sounds too loving. And I am so unworthy. This is hard for me to understand. Dr. Kabambi said, Kasang, many times truth is hard to understand, but it's still true. The real question is, do you believe it? At that, Kasang said, yes. I mean, I want to believe it. Dr. Gabambi said, then, Kasong, what's holding you back? Take the step. Remember what I told you yesterday about Jesus' death and his resurrection and why? Perhaps it's time. Believe. Believe in Jesus. Surrender to him. At this, David was watching them and leaned towards Lizzie and said, Lizzie, this is amazing. Look what God is doing. But there was no response. And he turned to her as he said, isn't it? But Lizzie was nowhere. And he looked around. Lizzie was nowhere to be seen. And he said, um, guys, I, I hate to interrupt, but where's Lizzie? Caleb said, she didn't go down the path. I've been standing here the whole time. David, with fear in his voice, said, where could she have gone? Boys and girls, where is Lizzie gone? Or maybe better, where has she been taken? And is this a dead end? Are they trapped? In this city of light, is seeming more and more to me like maybe just a legend, is it? We have the lights. 
Boys and girls, the Bible says, I will confess my sins to the Lord. And you forgave, and, and you forgave all the guilt of my sins. Can I ask you, have you ever done something wrong? Well, of course, yes. But have you ever felt really bad afterwards? See, the Bible says that's guilt. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that's shame. The way we feel after we do something bad. But you know what? When we believe in Jesus, the Bible says he forgives all of our sins. Isn't that awesome? And not only does he forgive all of our sins, but he removes all of the shame. God's not angry with you anymore. You see, Jesus has canceled our debt. We no longer owe him anything. He holds nothing against us, no grudges. God is not angry. He's only filled with love, filled with compassion for you. Isn't that an amazingly loving God? Awesome.